I don't need my whole fucking camera roll to be this picture. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I have yes, no storage. I have Genshin now. <laughs> That's recorded. I hope you're embarrassed. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to put this in the intro. <laughs> you play Genshin. Wow. Freak. You play fucking Genshin. I play it on my phone like a normal person. You play it on a fucking Macintosh. On a PS5. Yeah. Which you couldn't afford. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Welcome to the Halloween episode of Literally Dead. Uh, also our second episode. What great timing is that? I can't believe we made it past one. I love it. It's like, oh, perfect timing. Like, you know, second episode, Halloween. But we waited, yeah. like, what, like three months to record our we second episode? We should only do events episodes. First we did Pride, then we did Halloween. What are we doing? Christmas? And then what? New Year's? Oh, we could do Black Christmas. Oh, the old one. I like that film, but I've seen it too many times. Fair enough. Maybe we'll do it next year. Well, anyway, it's not about Christmas, it's about Halloween. It's about Halloween! But we're not covering Halloween today. Oh, like the film? Yeah, we're not. Good, ha ha ha. I thought it was funny. We're we're original and funny. So original, so very funny. What are you dressed up as today, Toby's? A whore. No, um... Well, that's not special. You do that a, widow, <laughs> a widow. A widow. Wait, sorry. A suspicious widow. You didn't or kill Or a witch. Husband. You didn't kill your husband. But you definitely did. You definitely did. Listen, if you'd have been there, if you'd have seen it, I bet you you would have done the same. I love that. <laughs> what are you dressed as? No idea. I'm um, Billy the Puppet from Saw, but it's a very low effort costume because I'm, I'm reusing, like, my clown costume with different makeup. <laughs> and fun fact about me, I actually don't like Saw, and I've only seen the first one. But I thought the puppet was cool, and I'm very cute, so I He also thought it was easy. Let's be honest now. Some of us are functioning de- depressors. Depressors? Um, Depressies? Depre- depressants. I don't know what I am, but I know I spend most of my days in my pajamas. So this is a step up. It's like, I'm actually wearing pajamas. <laughs> oh, so you didn't even get chat dressed. This is just how you go to bed. Listen. <laughs> it's comfortable. It's damn cold, but it's comfortable. It's, it's very hot in the studio anyway. So oh, it's very right. warm. It's very warm. Yes. But yes, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Are I you just... feeling Halloween-y? You know what? Yeah. I've listened to a lot of um, Halloween music. I like that. Yeah. That's very good. Uh, I'm also Halloweeny. I bought loads of fairy lights, as you can tell. Uh, and oh. I've been showing my mum loads of horror movies that she gets too scared of. <laughs> <laughs> and we rewatched Wendell and Wild with my little sisters, and it was very good. That's good. I like that movie. You know what I rewatched recently? It's so good. What? Phantom of the Paradise. I've not seen that one. I forgot how fun that is. It's got, um. Oh no, I've forgotten her name. I don't know her name. The actress from Suspiria. Oh, okay, okay. Is it another Jello? Oh, I don't know. It's like Italian slash I take basically. No, I think it was. Mm. Oh, favorite Halloween film. Favorite Halloween film. I know we should talk about the film that we're going to talk about today, which we'll um, get to in a moment. But what's your favorite Halloween film? Come on. Hmm. So it's like Halloween themed. Hmm. The thing is, is that with Halloween films specifically, I think kids horror does it a lot better than like adult horror mm-hmm. because it gets the vibes right. There's like potions and pumpkins and leaves falling everywhere and sweets and costumes. So I'm going to say Hocus Pocus. Oh, that's the good one. I quite like Hocus Pocus. I'm, I'm sticking with the kid vibe too. I like Halloween Town. I've not seen that one. So good. Okay. So good. I watch it, like, when it's not October. I'd be watching it in June. It's so good. Maybe we should watch that today or tomorrow. We will. That'd be cute. I also, like, Don't Look Under the Bed. Mm, which not everyone... Not everyone knows about that one. Traumatized me as a child. It's about the boogeyman. Ooh. Oh. Foreshadowing. Oh. But it's about the boogeyman. It's very <laughs> unusual. It starts off very, like, kiddie and, like, oh, this is interesting. And then it just, like, takes a weird turn. It just, like, really twisted me as a child. Yeah. As a child, I was really afraid of the movie Corpse Bride. Yeah. That movie scared the shit out of me as a child. Why? Um, because I didn't like the fact that he was walking around in the forest and then suddenly he like he's doing his thing and he puts a, a ring on the dead woman but he thinks it's a twig and then she fucking grabs him and follows him in this woods and it's scary. 
Yeah. Uh, I rewatched it like last year. Finally, <laughs> I refused to watch it after I got scared. Um, <laughs> and so I rewatched it last year at the age of twenty-one. <laughs> Were you still scared? No, it was boring. <laughs> I, re- I, I thought it was so boring. To be fair, a lot of the film is really boring. I, I can't lie. When they're on the ground, yeah, it's really good. There are some really beautiful scenes, like the piano scene. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, about the film we're doing today. What are we doing today? We are watching the 2023 Stephen King, The Boogeyman. The Boogeyman, a tried and true uh, tested fable. Everybody knows Come on. a boogeyman story. <laughs> the boogeyman. Have you ever seen The Boogeyman? Uh, no, because I'm visually impaired. <laughs> Why do you keep getting me every episode? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, here's this thing, and you're like, blind. What can I say? What can I say? Um, but yeah, okay. So I have a spoiler-free synopsis of the movie. If you want, come on. But but I just want to mention quickly while I'm getting this up that there are many films based on the Boogeyman. Not all of them are called the Boogeyman. Fun fact: Halloween, uh, Michael Myers movie, is also based around the boogeyman oh shit yeah i didn't even know that he was inspired by the boogeyman so that's a fun fact for halloween um so a spoiler free synopsis a family grieving the loss of their mother is targeted by an evil force that comes out in the out of the closet at night and after this point we will be talking about spoilers in the whole film yeah now I gotta say with this one, um, mm. we did say in our first episode we wouldn't just do queer horror, that we would do other stuff too. And that sounds ironic because we were talking about closets. True. To be <laughs> honest, this is a queer film. It's about a monster <laughs> in a closet. And if anyone knows anything about battling monsters in closets, it's queer people. It is. Yeah. It is. But unfortunately, this is as much as it is, is gay. It's actually not gay. <laughs> yeah. There's no gay people, but. But we know. Yeah, we know. You know, Have actually, you the boogeyman's gay. Okay. Didn't know that. There you go. Fun yeah. fact for Halloween. And uh, essentially, the part of this film is he comes out of the closet. Of the closet. <laughs> to eat children. <laughs> to eat children. <laughs> okay, but let's not perpetuate yeah. the gay man being <laughs> nonsense. He's not nonsense. He's just cannibal. It's, oh, it's weird. Oh, we'll get to it later, but go on. Have you seen the movie Monster in a Closet? No. It's not gay. But it's so funny because there's this monster that comes out of the cupboard and he goes with a hand. And my mom showed it to me and my youngest sister was like terrified of it. But now sometimes she runs around going, can watch monster in the closet? Oh, that's cute. Is it aimed at kids? No, it's just really bad. Is it an older film? It's like from the 70s. Oh, okay. It's so bad. But we should cover that sometime. That's so good. We should. Oh my God. So let's just stop talking about other films. Let's talk about the film we Sorry. actually watched. Right, go on. What happens first? Oh, the boogeyman. Oh, okay. I had to actually write down, you know what? Because in the first episode we did, yeah. we couldn't remember a single character's name. Um, oh, we remembered... Marcela. And by that, I mean you remembered. Because she was fit. <laughs> yeah. But this time, I wrote the main character name down. Also, it's a very easy film because there are literally only, like, three main characters. Yeah, and I just and refer like, to the dad as the dad. Or the doctor. Or the doctor. Doctor Doc- Harper. Oh, I didn't write that down. We've got the main character, who is the older sister, Sadie. Yeah. We have got her younger sister, Sawyer. That is such a fucked name. <laughs> we sorry. love all names. And if that's I your don't. name, so sorry. If, if that's your name, I'm also sorry, but not for, for, not for that reason. <laughs> and we've got their father, that's Dr. Harper, the therapist. Hartman, I thought it was. Was it Hartman? Yeah. No. Yeah, because... Rufus. Rufus. Anyway. <laughs> his name was Harper for this episode. At least his name wasn't Sawyer. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so the film opens up with a scene of a baby crying in its crib. Um, it's very unusual. We see the door, you know, becoming ajar, and the voice of what seems like the baby's father talking to it. Mm. The baby starts crying, but the voice keeps reassuring the baby, "Oh, it's me. It's it's daddy. Stop getting so so riled up. Yeah. It's just daddy. It's just daddy." And then it goes, "It's me." And then it like blood splatters, and we assume the worst. That baby's dead. Baby's dead. Baby's dead. Um, it's a dead baby. It's an interesting way to open. 
Dead baby. I mean, it's, it's so it's, popular for a horror film it's a co- to open up with like a first kill of a character that's completely irrelevant. To the that's well, because it's called a cold open. So it's completely like it's related to the plot, but it's not really related. Um, basically, it just kind of sets the tone for the film because it gets you in the mood for the horror. But then also, I think it's a really good tool because it, it gets you in the mood for the horror, but it also gives you a little bit of room so where you can do stuff that's a little more exposition-y, a bit more getting to know the characters, that kind of thing. And that's usually not the most interesting part of a film unless you do it really well. Yeah. And most people go to see horror because of the kills. And so I think, personally, I like them as like an editing tool um, because, you know, it just, it, it wets the palette. It does. Yeah. It also just gets you excited immediately because yeah. you're thrown right into the action. Absolutely. But yeah, the baby's dead. Baby dead. Baby gone. Baby gone. And then we follow, is it Sadie, looking through her mum's closet. Yeah, we're very confused, but it's very obvious. Performance-wise, done perfectly. Yes, performance is very good. So good. You instantly understand, oh, she's lost someone. Mm. She's going through the closet. She's, like, looking at the clothes longingly. She, like, picks one, this yellow dress. It's very significant. It's so ugly. I thought it was cute. It's so ugly. Listen, it's not it's my like drag, but I respect it. It's like 1950s housewife gone wrong without the petticoat underneath, so it's all flat and everything. Well, it was a nice little summer dress. It was a dress. It was certainly a piece of fabric. <laughs> fabric. <laughs> fabric. She pulled it off and she sniffs it and she takes it. And then we cut, you know, we, we see the father, we see the... Youngest daughter, uh, Youngest daughter. The father's currently in a therapy session. He ends it because he has to take his daughters to school. We see them all getting ready. And yeah. then... That's an early therapy session, though. That's like six in the morning to like seven or some shit, right? Yeah. Like, I could not be fucked to get Maybe they were session. starting a half day. I don't, I don't remember. Because, mm. like, they had been off school for a month because their mother yeah. died. Spoiler alert. No, it's not a spoiler. We just said that. The mom, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, the mum's dead. Um, yeah. Baby dead, mum dead. <laughs> um, but Sadie, the older sister, comes down wearing her mother's dress. Lovely summer dress. Ugly summer dress. And the father is at the bottom of the stairs and he sees her and he stops and he freezes. And then she's like, what, what are you looking at? Like, If I walk downstairs in my dead mom's dress, I think my dad's going to have a reaction to that. Yeah. Like, what? Why is she acting like she didn't do anything? Yeah. Your mom's been dead for a month. You come down in her dress, which there's no problem with that. It was it was cute. It's fine. The attitude to the dad, like, what were you looking at? Like, yeah. what? I can understand why she did it. I'd do that. But, like, at the same time, you have to expect people to have a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she goes to school. She goes to school. Both of them do. Oh my god, yeah. And she talks to her friends at mm-hmm. her lockers. Her friends, sorry. Her friends are awful in this film. And And the thing is, even the one friend that's redeemable is a pussy. It's not just that, but the fact that she hangs out with such terrible people. Yeah. They have a group of friends. Uh, there is obviously Sadia, our oldest um, sister, our main character. Mm. There is her best friend, who is the nicer friend. Yeah. And then there are like three bitches yeah. that hang out with them. And even though her best friend is nice to her, her best friend also hangs out with those terrible girls. Who, ha- who openly hate her. And bully her. Literally, like one of the girls like, move on after a month. What? Is it really okay for you to be wearing a dead mom's dress? Like that makes it really difficult for you to move on. Shut the fuck up. And then in an accidental back and forth. Accidental. She does like, like pour like, like month old rotten lunch all over her mother's yellow dress and she has the nerve to laugh the blonde bitch we'll call her that the, the blonde, blonde bitch she was the worst in the friendship group I wanted her to die the whole movie <sighs> she doesn't and that is why I give this movie a one star <laughs> <laughs> one thing would have made it better mm. um, if she died if, if she died uh, so essentially we get to meet her awful bitch ass friends and then um, the day ends early, and yeah. we end up with them at home. Yes. And this is when we bump into the father of the dead baby, right? Yes, because he comes for some therapizing. Yeah. Some therapies. Some therapies. Uh-huh. The lighting in this film is weirdly dramatic all the way through. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, beautifully dramatic. It's very, but it's like she's in school, like walking around, and it's like. Bam, dramatic. <laughs> There's a lot of like really cool light. Like, I mean, even in one of their like uh, first scenes, I think before even they go to school, I can't remember. Yeah. The younger girl, she has this glowing ball. It's like a moon or something. And she's obviously very attached to it. She sleeps with it. 
and we it's see it's so cool sorry it, it doesn't need charge it doesn't look like it has a charging port it's not corded to anything she can fucking roll it around she kicks it at one point like, it's so there is this like wonderful scene right at the beginning it's so fucking cool where a moon ball. she looks at her closet and it's completely black it's like terrifying and she's looking into it very ominous very scared and she puts the ball on the floor and she rolls it forward and it rolls into the closet illuminating it illuminating it and it's like scary it's so tense but it's so beautiful looking yeah. it's so beautiful looking well the scenes with the moon ball light is like some of the best in the film lighting is like one especially of the best especially visually i wish they'd use it more even though they do use really? it a fair amount they use it a good amount i think that maybe i don't know maybe it's because i'm not interested in sadie's storyline so i much. think if they used it anymore it would become a character in itself yeah maybe that's what i wanted <laughs> you just wanted it to be the character well i think maybe it's because i wasn't really interested in sadie's story like i've seen it before your mum's dead move on yeah well, have you seen Talk To Me? No. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it now. I think it's coming on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yes, it is. Oh. By go. the time this is out, because it's coming out on Netflix for two oh, days. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Go and watch that film, because it's, that one is terrifying. But I thought it handled the whole morning thing a lot better than this film did. Yeah. Um, but that's why I was really into the scenes with the little kid in the moon ball because I thought that was so visually interesting and so different from ever, like even talk to me and you know what I mean. Yeah. And I found that really like enjoyable, and the child acting is actually pretty good. And I'm not usually one to forgive child actors. I'm very mean to them. Mhm. A lot of my notes are just hating that blonde bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck that bitch! Oh All right, I'll, I'll show my. It's my, like a burn book. My next note is, oh yes. So the closet at one point keeps opening even though they close it. And then I wrote, insert gay joke. Do we have one? Yeah, we do. You. <laughs> Your bitch. <laughs> Fight you. I hate you. Okay. Oh well, my personal life aside, uh, the closet like slamming and stuff was all right, but... It, it worked well because it like made things really tense because you knew something's there all the time. Like, there was like, are you going to open this cupboard? No. No, we're not. You're going to close this cupboard? No. The lighting was so good. I, I keep talking about the lighting, but there's a lot really of scenes good. that weren't didn't have much content. We'll talk about the father uh, coming in for therapy. So essentially, the father of what we presume is the baby that died in the beginning comes into the doctor's office and he asked to be therapized, as Zadea said. Uh, he, he, you know, tells the therapist that, you know, his children died suspiciously, that people think that he did it. He talks about how his kids saw some f f sort of monster yes. before they had and died they and he didn't believe them. And we don't get to see it yet. And they have a drawing that we don't get to see, which is, like, really spooky. Um, obviously, the doctor, you know... Uh, it's like what the fuck it's like what the fuck is up you know so he like, he's like oh I need to go to the toilet yeah. and he like rushes out he goes into his kitchen I he's need calling to use the lavatory the lavatory lavatory he's calling the police oh <laughs> he's calling the police <laughs> and um he tells them there is a dangerous man in my office oh, no. I'm worried I don't know what he's up to and I don't know what he wants from me please send help <laughs> and um while he's doing that we see guy fucks off the father of the dead baby yeah in the office and the closet is open yeah and he's looking to it very ominously like what's that oh my god yeah. anyway we don't see him for a bit and then we cut to we cut to sadie and i have something doing to laundry say. we have to say this right she takes out so the, the the stuff is already in the laundry right um and she opens the washing machine she takes out the dead mom's dress smells it put it back in the laundry and then closes it and does the washing up I know it smells like your dead mum, but you have other clothes that smell like that and don't have month-old lunch on it. Yeah. She just wanted to see if it smelled. She's like, oh, that was the last lunch my mum packed me. Look. Not for me, babes. But honestly, that scene of her washing the clothes, that's another great scene that's so beautifully lit. Yeah, because the washing machine glows. It has a light in it, and it's this very warm-toned... Rich people like dark mad. lighting in the room and then the washing machine is just glowing with this white artificial light and it's wanna, so cool. I'm gonna glow in a glowing washing machine. That's sick. Yeah, I can never see what's in there. I'm losing my socks. Yeah. That's fucking cool. After the washing machine scene, after she smells the nasty, disgusting rotten 
food of her mum's dress. Mm, mm. Delicious. <laughs> she uh, goes over to her mother's craft room. Her mother was an artist, a painter. And there is a red, thick liquid leaking from under the and door. And she thinks it's blood. She steps on it. Well, you would do. She steps on it. She freaks out. She falls down. And then she gets up. She opens up the, you know, the studio door and sees that it's just paint that's been spilt. Yeah. Because the room has been ransacked. Yeah. Ran through. Her art destroyed. Everything done off the walls. And she hears a commotion happening in the closet. So she goes, <laughs> so she goes over to the closet and, you know, she's picked up a blade or whatnot. And she's like, I gotta figure out what this is, you know, defend oh my myself. God. And she opens it and she walks in and there seems to be nothing there. Although you can see ominously behind her in the closet door that closes behind her, there is a shadowed figure hanging on the door. Yeah. And then the door bursts open, but it's her father. And she freaks out, but she's like, oh my God, dad, why am I so scared? Yeah. And he's like, it's okay, it's okay. And then the door closes again. And this time they see that the father of the dead baby... Dead baby dad. ...is hanging on the inside of the closet door, deceased. Then we cut to Sawyer. On the bus, and this bit's funny. It's bad. It shouldn't be like this, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> because they're on this bus, they're doing their thing. Um, she's showing off her wobbly tooth. And then they see police cars outside of Sawyer's house. And her friend goes to her... Oh my god, is your dad dead too? <laughs> Kids say the darndest thing. <laughs> Wait, it's your dad's not dead too, is he? <laughs> oh my god. <gasps> it hits in the moment. It so hits in the moment. Oh my god. It was Ooh. so funny. It was so funny. <laughs> I couldn't Double get it. <laughs> How did the mother die? They car accident. It. Yeah, but they referred to it as a car accident. No. Well, they referred to it as accident, then, car then, accident. A car, then a car accident. Yeah, car accident. It was accident first. And then they say car accident. But I wanted more details. Like, like, was she a drunk driver? Was she a drunk driver? Did she crash into someone? Someone crashed into her? Was she a pedestrian that got crashed into? Because it seemed like everyone knew about it too. Like, there was like a weird vibe where everyone was like, staring at her. She even says like, everyone is staring at I, me. I never understood that because like, in real life, that doesn't work like that. Like, Obviously, the rumors spread and stuff, but not a lot of car accidents have the people's actual names like written in there, mm-hmm. like who died. And so, like, maybe it's a really small town, but and like, no one really dies in freak accidents that yeah. often. So it's like, oh my god, that like, crazy. But like, car I don't crash. get the vibes from that. Like, it just looks like a normal town. So she's haunted at night by this boogeyman, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we so, have another great shot. And she fucking- something jumps out of the closet. Yeah. And then she she has the glowing ball in her hand. Wait, and no. she so jumps out of the closet and it crawls under the bed. Yeah, crawls under the bed. And she grabs this, the glowing ball in her hand and she puts it under the bed. And she's like, the camera flips around and it looks really good and very, very classy. So good. And um, and she's illuminating like half of the under of the yeah, bed. But she can't get to the other half. So she rolls it. And when it gets to the other side, we get a glimpse, the quickest, slightest glimpse yeah. of something organic. Does she fall or is she pulled under the bed? She falls. Uh, she yeah. falls, and I thought she was pulled under the bed. And then, you know, she screams whatever, and yeah. she goes to her older sister. Wait, I have a note here. <laughs> this is going to be hot, all, all episodes. We're talking, we're talking, and then notes. Um, American houses are too damn big. That's what my note says, because she's screaming her ass off. She is falling over, balls rolling everywhere. Nobody fucking hears anything. Nothing. I can I can fart in one room and my mum will hear it in the next. But I I live in a cat's house. But, <laughs> but but how the fuck are these? Is it is it really okay that you can't hear anything that's happening in another room in your giant ass house? Like no. Isn't but you also know that they got money. Yeah, but I'd still want to like if they got robbed, they'd never know because they'd be in the other room. <laughs> it's so true. Like American houses are too damn big. Just too damn bad. <laughs> too damn big. Um, yeah. And she goes to her sister and she says, oh, I'm so scared I saw a monster. Yeah. And she forgets the monster surprisingly quickly because she has a wobbly tooth. And well, sister- she's bleeding. Yeah. And she's bleeding. Her sister's like, oh, what is that? Is it your wobbly tooth that's the culprit? And then they just forget about the monster. Um, <laughs> and so they, 
use the door trick, um, which is where you wrap string around the wobbly tooth, and then you tie the other end of the string to a door, and you either and you close the door, like you slam it. Well, you know it. String around a tooth, horrifying. My sister. But it works. Yeah, I've seen Sometimes. it. I've seen it work. Oof. You know what? I'm gonna share a fun fact. I sometimes have an intrusive thought in which I get the repeated image of teeth being ripped out of the front of your mouth. Mm. And it always has the sound of like ripping the strings from celery. Ew. That's gross. So, um, it's a fun thought. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, a tooth sound. Yes. Speaking of your celery. Tooth sound, the tooth, the sound they use when they pull the tooth out was weirdly satisfying. Like, I thought that sound was so good. Whoever the Foley artist did, did a good job. I did. Sorry. Okay, and now they go therapy. Now they go therapy. And the therapist is fucking demonic. The therapist is so, so... They start this therapy and, you know, the like finishing off a conversation. It's like, oh, what do you think happens to dead people when they die, etc. Dad's therapy not stuff. in therapy. It's just the girls. Like, the father is a therapist himself, but he refuses to talk about, and this is very important, but he refuses to talk about the issue of the dead mother with his children or his feelings. And he sends them to, even though he himself is a therapist and their father, he sends them to another. Toxic <laughs> masculinity. At its finest. His wife is dead. He's struggling. Leave him alone. I'm not going to leave him alone. Um, so there's demonic arts a therapist. And um, the little girl speaks up and she says, oh, I'm seeing little monsters. And the, you know, the therapist says, oh, that makes complete sense. Because, you know, you, you've lost your mother recently and you've just seen a dead man. Even though, sorry, I didn't see the dead man. It was Sadie. Oh, she saw it being tra- carried out, didn't uh, she? Uh, yeah. I think it was covered, but still. Yeah. You know, for like a eight-year-old or whatever she is. It's very scary. And so she says, makes sense. And then she tries this like type of therapy where she gets a glowing red cube and it's flashing it's not even in the middle of the room glowing. she turns the blinds down turns the lights off and it's just this glowing red cube flashing 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 even if uh, what does happen is the boogeyman appears yeah. and saw the little girl sees it crawling on the ceiling and then it you know jump scares her yeah but even if it didn't appear that's so fucking scary why would you do that on a child? Especially <laughs> for an eight-year-old. The room was like black and then red and then black and what then What kind of therapy is that? It just sent her home worse. She pissed herself. She t- she actually did. She did. I, she, I she can't blame her. I pissed myself. That, sounds, that just sounds scary. It was scary. So a therapist done traumatized little girl. Honestly, <laughs> she almost did what I swear Sawyer was more scared of that moment than she was at most of the times the boogeyman showed up. Ain't any other time she pissed herself. Maybe it's because it's the first time... Well, I guess... It's the second time she's seen it, but the first time he's close and personal, right? I guess. I don't know. Maybe she just got used to it. I like that. Um, And the next scene that I have notes for... Sorry, I keep being like, oh, the next scene is this, and apparently I've missed something. But maybe they weren't that important in the first place. Um... The next thing I have notes for is when the Sadie goes into her dad's office looking for information on yeah. Lester Billings, the guy. The guy whose baby died. Yeah, killed Lester. Himself. Well, he didn't kill himself. Um, who was killed by the boogeyman in the closet. And my note just says, lock your damn office. Because that sounds like a privacy violation <laughs> for your patients. <laughs> lock your damn office. Who... Not only has patients, but records your meetings with your patients who tell you the And you have young children in the house. Personal vulnerable information. And you've got young children in the house who have who could come in and have access to that. Why are you not locking your office? Why can your 16-year-old get into your fucking office? And find out about your neighbour's porn addiction. Literally, like, what are you doing? But yeah, so she finds the recording of the conversation she with finds the, the dead closet guy. And she finds the drawing that his child did of the boogeyman. And she has to kind of sort of sketch it uh, sketch it over the yeah. indentation of the drawing. So she doesn't get caught by dad. And um, the boogeyman is a sort of four-legged creature. Alien humanoid type thing. It's very unusual. I can't lie. I couldn't make a full picture of it the whole time, which I thought was quite effective. Like, I had didn't see him the whole time. Yeah. It was most... really effective in the different levels of light, too. Yeah. 
it's just quite interesting how it's the same thing every time, but the amount yeah. of lighting and the placement of the lighting altered the way it looked so much. But I thought it was really good because, like, throughout the film, right, is he's very present, he's always there, but you don't see him very often, and but you see just enough of him so that you feel he's there, and I think that was really done very effectively. Like, other movies, like, especially ghost movies, I can't get behind because, like, they're not there. Yeah. And there's no physicality to them. But this one, even though it was CG, the physicality, like the sounds they use, the light they use, very well done, I thought. So good. Yeah. And, like, I don't... Like, for me, with what you were saying, like, I don't typically in, get scared or can, like, believe into the, the fright when it's some sort of, like, alien type. And even though mm. it's an alien, it was borderline more supernatural, but it gave a sort of almost like an alien vibe. Yeah. I usually don't like those type of monsters, especially, you know, when they're, like, heavy CGI. Yeah. But it was quite effective. No. I quite liked that it wasn't just, like, in broad daylight, you know, chasing us down. Because it was so in the dark all the time and the lighting was used in such an excellent way. I was a little spooked. I was a little spooked. You jumped a few times. I did. But I'm a sucker for jump scares. Even if the film's shit, I will jump. I, I, I hate a film that relies on nothing but jump scares. Oh, yeah, true. This one has a few, but it's People not like, oh my god, that everything. film is so scary. It's like, no, it just goes boo a million yeah. times. Like, I can jump a million times, but if I'm not thinking about it afterwards or feeling anything, like, that's not a scary film. Agreed. Agreed. So she leaves the office. Sawyer, she says, she's talking to her dad or sister. She's talking to her, someone, her sister. And she's like, oh, I'm trying not to die right now. Like, they're like, how are you? And she's like, trying not to die. And then she gets up out of the covers and she just fucking starts walking around the house after creepy noises with the fucking ball in her hand. Because she can hear her sister um, like calling her from a distance, but it's actually the boogeyman mimicking the yes! sister. Yes, yes. That's what's happening. And the sister comes out of uh, the office after her newfound information, now knowing what the, you know, dead closet man said yes. to the doctor before. And then so beats the shit. Shit. Out of Sadie. Oh yeah, the like eight year old or whatever. Beats the shit out of a teenager. Knocks, she, she knocks her on her butt. She knocks her on her butt. And I wrote strong ass kid in my notes. She Sadie eats shit, man. Come on. This is why she wasn't scared of the boogeyman. She was so you could have handled it if she was on her own. It's her family's dragging her down. <laughs> yeah, she pissed herself once. But she could beat the shit out of boogeyman. She cares, so you wins. So you wins. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so the sister uh you know falls on her ass and she drops the drawing of the boogeyman and Sawyer the little girl sees it and she's like <laughs> and then like Sadie's like is this the monster you've been seeing and Sawyer's like yes it is bitch and it's like oh damn but she doesn't fully believe her yeah even though it's like anyway it's even though it's obvious <laughs> it's obvious and then okay next thing happens when she wakes up from the dream of it being shoved in her mouth uh, oh yeah she has a dream yes so Wait. Sadie has a fucking weird dream where the boogeyman comes after her and shoves his hand in her mouth and then she wakes up she wakes up very dramatically yeah and she reaches for that bedside water and she goes that she's like, <coughs> that was an awful noise let me tell you that, that was an that awful bedside noise. water be hitting so good after a nightmare you ever woken up where it's like sandpaper down your throat and you're like, oh, oh, I didn't drink my water before I went to bed. No, I always drink water before I go to bed. Well, you just fuck yourself up, well. you never woken up, like, absolutely Sahara Desert. And you just, and it's the glorious. I'll just, I'll just go to the bathroom and get more water. It's not the same. Because by the time you've gotten up, you've just tortured yourself. Well, no, because I don't wake up in the middle of the night. I only wake up in the morning. I yeah. sleep really deeply. You do? Yeah. I sleep so deeply. I sleep for, like... Eight hours completely knocked out. Hurricane could be happening. Boogeyman could be coming after me. Hand in my mouth and shit. I'd still not wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't wake up. Um, so I don't... Like I, I used to have bedside water, but I don't anymore. I grew out of it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. No, you're a real man now. I am. You, you don't need water. I'm a real puppet now. I'm a real boy now. I'm a real boy. Um, 
Oh, and here is when I noticed that Sadie, whenever she's not in her like sweats or hoodies, she's just like a middle-aged woman. And we had this discussion, but money equals bad fashion. Or bad fashion equals money, one of the two. So, all of the hauntings kind of blend together a little bit. But in the daytime, which is when it's not nighttime, <laughs> <laughs> um, she asks her best friend uh, to drive her to Lester's house. Because she wants to know more about him again. And more about the boogeyman and all that shit. It's a, it's a fucking shit tip. Um, it's candles everywhere. Lights are all tied to like the cupboards. And she goes upstairs. And this fucking trigger like. Kind of does this thing. And she gets a Polaroid picture. You get me? Yeah. And you then. Jumped way ahead. I feel. It's just a long ass scene. It is a long ass scene. To be fair, nothing significant really happens. Yeah. Did you say when she noticed all the mold? Oh no, the mo- it's fucking moldy as shit. Like the house is like it's almost like it's decaying. Yeah, it's almost like it's decaying. Um, which is, funnily enough, she sees small bits of that happening in her own house, which is why it's significant. Because but, it's a sign that the boogeyman yeah, has invested itself. It's like an infestation. He's rising damp. <laughs> he's black mold. Good luck getting the council to deal with that. Good luck. <laughs> Um, so she meets Lester's wife and she's crazy and she's like get the fuck out of my house and starts shooting after her mm-hmm. and then her friend is like girl what are you doing are you trying to buy drugs or some shit and he's like, she's like no and then it's night time and there's more haunting and then it's daytime again and her friend is literally watching her shit mm-hmm. even though she's not actually shitting she's like looking at camcorder footage of her like dead mum but She's, like, standing on the toilet seat of another stall, like, looking over, like, hey, girl, how you doing? Which is kind of cute, is it not? I would not do that for you. I'm sorry. And if you did that for me, I would throw toilet paper at you. We can't be friends. And she's like, why don't we hang out then? We'll come over to your place. She just invites herself over. But she doesn't just invite herself over. She invites herself and her bitch-ass friends, too. Yeah, she says, okay, I'm coming over to your house. You're going to host us and those girls who bully you. Yeah. And the girl who spilled um, lunch on your mum's ugly dress, she's coming too, even though she fucking hates you. Why would you go to someone's house that you don't like? Like, even if I'm a bully, if I don't like you, why the fuck would I go to your house? Because you like tormenting them. That just sounds long. Maybe I should do school, man. (laughs) No. Um, so anyway, so we get to this sleepover with these girls who all hate her. And the dad's yes. like, oh, Soya, you know, leave your little sister alone yeah. if you have a nightmare. Come to me first. This is a big night for her. Yeah. Anyway, so it cut to her in her bedroom with her friends, so-called friends, quotation marks. And they're like bored because they're not s- talking. <laughs> sitting in silence. They're listening to music super low volume. Like volume two. Like you can't hear it properly. Um, and they're like, oh my god, we're so bored. Do you have any alcohol? It's like, my dad doesn't really drink. It's like, but sorry, if you're, if you can't have fun without alcohol, you're fucking boring. You're boring. You have to say, face that. Yeah, I don't mind a drink. I like a drink. But that's not, like, I can't do that all the time. Because that's shit. If you can't have fun without alcohol, you're fucking boring. I feel bad for you. I feel, yeah. I feel bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she's like, I don't have my dad's alcohol, but I do have my dead mum's weed. <laughs> it's not said exactly like that, but Basically. that's the point. <laughs> and so they light up the the, the, the old ass. Uh, that joint looked dance dusty. <laughs> it, it was just. It was barely a joint. As we well. didn't even know what it was when she first found it. I thought it. it was a charcoal. I thought it was like a piece of paper. Uh, I didn't know. Anyway, then she starts vomiting. She starts coughing up and she starts... She goes to the bathroom and she vomits. And you know what comes out of the vomit? String. And a tooth on the string. It's the sister's tooth that was pulled off. On the string. Remember the dream she had where where the boogeyman put his hand down her throat? It's that. Yeah. Yeah, so she coughs up the tooth into the toilet and then her nicest friend comes in and is like oh my god are you okay are you okay and the other friend's filming her on the camcorder yeah on the fucking camcorder the blonde, the blonde bitch, bitch blonde bitch the one who wanted to die the one that needs to die is yeah. filming her on the camera and then she runs into the mum's studio yeah and she she goes into the cupboard even though she shouldn't the closet yeah yeah and she thinks she's being locked in there 
I thought her friends locked her in as a fucking joke or prank, mm-hmm. but it turned out to be the boogeyman, and he was in there with her the whole time. Yeah. And she it's fun- very creepy, very well done. It's very dark, and we see the eyes behind her, and mm. and then um she turns to see it, and it's just like this ominous creature. It's absolutely well done. Yeah. And then she finally gets out. She like, and she's falls like, out the the door, and everyone's like, ah. She's like, what the fuck did you guys do? And the bomb one is like, you're doing it for attention. You're like, a crazy bitch. Yeah. And then Sadie finally grows some fucking balls and slaps her in the Oof. face. But it's only one slap. And I'm like, you should have at least closed your fist base. Oh, it is so satisfying. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was very happy about the slap. And all her friends leave because they're like, oh, my God, she's the psycho. Her friends. Girl, get some new friends at that point. Sorry. They all leave. And then we cut to... Sawyer, yes. the younger sister, playing video games. She was on the playing couch. video games this whole time on the couch. What game is she playing? Please, somebody tell me because I don't. Someone know. Google it because it looked interesting. Yeah, it was it giving good. Zelda vibes. But it wasn't because it was but on it was a PlayStation them. or some shit or Xbox. It looked good. I want to know yeah. if anyone knows. Let me know. <laughs> Google it. Yeah. I tried. I couldn't find anything. Uh, lame. Someone might know though. Ask, anyway, she's ask video Reddit, games. Someone ask Reddit. <laughs> and then talk about lying. We get a really, really well choreographed scene yes where she shoots the gun in the game and it flashes the whole screen and it makes a noise like Choo! so she's like sat on the couch and she can hear the boogeyman going around and she keeps using this tactic where she shoots in the game and it makes a flash on the screen which lights up the room for a moment and she's using that to have a look around and then she kind of catches a glimpse of it and she realizes it's in the room so she lays down on the couch and tries to remain as quiet as possible and not let it find her but then what we what happens is, is it gets very quiet, so she thinks it's possibly gone, and she starts to look around. And then the TV flashes red. Oh, my God, yeah. Bringing us back to the moment in uh, therapy with the red light box when she had that terrifying cool. encounter with the boogeyman. Yeah. And so she instantly gets scared because she's reminded of that. And she turns around to the TV, and it just happens to be sort of like a some monster on, on the video game that yeah. glows red. But then we see above the TV is the boogeyman illuminated by this red light yeah. He's staring like a dark her shadow. dead in the face. And then he pounces on her, yeah. causing the couch to tumble over. Fucking picks her up. Absolutely butt. terrifying. Picks the bitch up and throws her into the TV. Dashes like that bitch into like the flat screen. It's WWE, babes! It's WWE! But with children! She goes flying into that TV. <laughs> And she breaks it. <laughs> oh, my mum would have killed me. But luckily, um, her mum is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and her dad brings her to the hospital. And they all... <laughs> so, the whole... Oh, so the whole family, <laughs> the father and his two daughters are in the hospital. Obviously, yeah. Sawyer's in the hospital bed. And she wakes up and Sadie's there for her and says, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I got you, we're safe now. And she says, I believe you, I believe you. Yeah. Finally, fucking hell. Finally. And she t- confronts the dad because the dad's fucked off into this like, spare room. And, and she's like, I'm going to sort your problems out because you're a bitch. Because you won't talk to us. She, she literally says that web web. And um, she gets a text. Or oh, is it a phone call? She gets a phone call from the crazy lady who lives in the crack house. Yes, the mother of the baby that died at the beginning. And so she goes back to the crazy crack boogie house, <laughs> the boogeyman crack house. <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, the woman's there. She's explaining to her, I figured out a way to like kill the boogeyman. And he, she leads her into the sort of bedroom and she shows her the wall. And there are wires set up on the ground attached to guns yeah. in the wall that are going to shoot like, you know, like 20... 30, maybe 50 rounds once the string is sort of tripped over. Yeah. It's a tripwire. Girl, what is this? It's a tripwire. It's a trap. But then the, the boogeyman crack house woman oh, grabs Sadie and handcuffs, well, she zip ties her to a pipe in the wall. And Sadie's <gasps> freaking out, like, what are you doing? And then obviously the boogeyman crack house woman says, oh, I need something <laughs> to, lure, to lure the boogeyman here. And she's like, ah, whatever. So she switches off all the lights and it doesn't take two seconds before the boogeyman is there. He comes into the room. We can't see him because the hallway is pitch black. And slowly the candles start to be blown out. Yeah. And it gets darker and darker in the room until they're all blown out. It's a fuck ton of candles too. And then the boogeyman crawls in and approaches her slowly. And this scene just looked so good. Mm. Mm. I don't remember that scene this well, to be honest. I 
I thought it was such a good scene because visually, just the ominous monster, like, you know, the boogeyman creeping towards her, the lighting, the whole thing was just like... Mm, I think mm. the lighting was good, but I just wasn't, like, I wasn't... I don't think it was that tense during that scene. I, I, didn't, I wasn't tense. I was just appreciating the beauty of it. Oh, okay. And it fucking fails. He gets shot up, like, a million times and he still doesn't die. He trips on the wire. He gets shot up. He drops on the floor. The boogeyman crack-ass woman comes out, <laughs> fires a couple more rounds into him. I think she should have put the fucking thing up against its head and went bam bam you know yeah. but she doesn't but she fires a couple rounds and then and she turns her and she falls she turns to Sadie and she says told you I could kill him yeah and then immediately the boogeyman jumps up and attacks her yeah. but in the stroke of one in a fucking million chance luck yeah as she's tackled she accidentally fires the shotgun which shoots the fucking pipe that Sadie is zip-tied to. And so Sadie, Sadie can escape. Uh, anyway, let's imagine that w- that was a possibility. I guess it was one in a million. Yeah. Sadie runs out of the house, calls her dad, like, where are you? Don't go in the house. And dad's like, oh, okay, I won't go in the house then. And he's like right out front in front of the front door. Um, too late, though. He gets dragged inside. Yeah, by the boogeyman. And drops Sawyer. Yeah. Um, and then Sadie gets home. Uh, wrap Sawyer up in Christmas lights? She had herself wrapped up, didn't she? I thought Sawyer wrapped her up. Sadie wrapped her up. Maybe. One of the two wraps her up in Christmas lights, and I thought that all Christmas lights have the setting where you can't, where it's not flashing and pissing me off all the whole time. I thought there was a steady setting. Apparently not. She has annoying Christmas lights, and I don't like them. Because, like, that's the way it is, not because it was convenient for the cinematography. I don't like it. I can't. You didn't think it looked good during the scene? Flashing Christmas lights get on my tits. I can't deal with it. No. Why would you have them flashing? You know what I don't like? I don't like, okay, hot take. I don't like the colourful Christmas lights. I like the nice, like, glowy cream kind of coloured ones. The yellow ones. The ish. yellow ones. Yellow-ish. Yeah. Can't be too yellow. I can do yellow. I can do green. I can I can do red when it's mixed in with other things. But they're so romantic. I can actually, you know what? I can do, like, the red, yeah. green ones if... It's just used as an accent, and then mostly it's the, like, mm. yellowy mm. green ones. I can do a blue and a cold white, but only if it's, like, a winter wonderland theme. That mm-hmm. makes sense. But if your whole house is, like, every single different colour of Christmas lights, it doesn't... In my opinion, it doesn't look as good. It doesn't. But my family tends to go for the same kind of theme every year because we've... Yeah. Yeah, when, once you've got them, use them. Yeah. And we go for, like, a kind of gold, green, red type thing. And white, but yeah. It's Halloween. Why are we talking about Christmas? Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. We pretend we're not home on Halloween because we don't want people taking our sweets. That's what we do. We don't even trick or treat. You fake. Oh. Go on, soup your drunk. It's blood. <laughs> we um, picked red drinks so that we looked like we were like spooky. I just like it because it's sweet. Are we spooky? Okay. Spooky. <laughs> That's like a Halloween tradition, though, that Alyssa's secret video, right? Do you not... Do you watch every Halloween? No. You don't? I think I've only ever seen one. I've seen, like... I think I've watched it for the last two, oh three years on Halloween. Where are we in the story? Okay, so... The fight in the monster. Yeah, so Sadie runs home. She finds her sister. She wraps her up in Christmas lights or whatever to keep her protected because the boogeyman is, like, afraid of lights. So, she goes downstairs to try and find her dad, and she finds him up in the corner of the room being held by the boogeyman and the boogeyman drops him and then it comes by Zadie like and then it leads to this really hectic uh, chase slash fight scene where you know things are tumbling over people are tripping everyone's fighting swinging things at the boogeyman it's a team effort until the boogeyman is able to subdue Sadie. Yeah. And he has her on her back and she's reaching for a splintered piece of wood to stab A hockey it. stick that she thought would work better than a fucking shotgun. And then a really cool physical thing happens to the boogeyman in which its mouth opens incredibly wide in front of her face and then human two human hands, hands come out like that. Come out and then grip the bottom of its jaw and the, the top of its mouth and stretch its mouth open and then a face comes out from inside. It's very creep- dark it and dimly lit. It was very creepy. It was very interesting visuals. And yeah. then started to sort of... What's the... Trying to like... You know like in Harry Potter when the Dementors are sucking the souls out of people? But imagine the soul was like weird, wiggly, dark black blood. Yeah, instead of like mist. 
That's what it starts doing. And then the dad gets up because he's been like low-key unconscious, picks up that splintered piece of wood, stabs the fucking boogeyman in the fucking side of his head. Boogeyman falls or whatever. They, they all clam around. They start like beating the shit up. But, but, but. but then, you know, they can't do anything against the boogeyman. They get sort of like whooped into the corner. Yeah. All three of them, the whole family. And she pulls out the lighter she used to, you know, smoke the weed that belonged to her mother. And she's like flicking the lighter. And, and it's then- not working. And then it, the, when she does finally get it to work, it, it turns to the left, which means she thinks it's her mum because yeah. of another scene with the lighter. And another film. scene, she lit the lighter and she was like, Mum, if you're here, turn to move the, left. the flame to the left, please. Whatever. And then so at the end, it turns to the left. She's like, Mum! Anyway, Lil Sister is a smart one who uses the aerosol, right? Oh my God, yeah. Lil Sawyer, little genius she is, little bad Lil bitch. Arsonist. Come on. Slay. Uses a little aerosol can to turn into a flamethrower and then Sadie takes the aerosol can and starts burning the shit out of this boogeyman, right? Kill Dad it. Dad is like, bop, bop. With fire. And she's like, flame, flame, flame. Bop, bop, flame, flame. Family effort, team fight. They and beat they the win. shit out of it and they win. Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work when you're fighting a boogeyman. Yeah, remember that. Yeah. In case you... In case you ever fight a boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. My last note just says group therapy because the dad finally decided to fucking show up. Yeah. But they go to the same therapist. The demonic therapist. Yes, they go to the demonic therapist who traumatized uh, yeah. Sawyer. But he finally opens up and they do therapy together and it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and then she goes back in because she wanted to get something or something. And the cupboard door's open and she wants to look inside. But the therapist is like, Sadie, what the fuck are you doing? And then... She's like, you're right, bitch. I was just feeling a little crazy. And she closes <laughs> it. I'm feeling a little goofy. <laughs> I'm a little goofy goober. She closes the closet, signifying she is done with that done. shit. And then um, a song plays and the credits roll and that's it. Yes. Oh, my God. We got through the plot of the movie. That was the hard thought thing, and that was part of the movie. Now it was very difficult because to keep track of because a lot of it blended together because of the pacing. It's very true, and there are a lot of scenes we could have spoken about that weren't necessarily attributing to the main plot, but you know, like scare scenes. I mean, yeah. Sawyer had multiple scenes where she was being, you know, tormented by. And those were the most tense scenes in the film. Yeah. Go watch the film for yourself if you Go want to. Go watch it. <laughs> like, it's a good, like, like crowd-pleaser type movie, you know? Yeah, I understand that. Like, I, I'm glad I watched it with you, like, because I don't think... As much as I did like the film, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much on my own. There are certain movies that are like that, though, you know? I agree. I do quite love a film that you can watch in a group of people and you're all just on the edge of your seats, like, yeah. screaming together, shouting together, Chatting. <laughs> crying together. Yeah. Um, do you have overall thoughts on the film? I do. I thought the film was good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, the lighting goes hard. The lighting was so if good. If you like a film that like has really cool visuals, especially when it comes to lighting, it's great. I'd definitely check it out. I mean, it made me want to paint so many of the scenes. Like, so many scenes were so, just so beautifully and interestingly lit. I just wanted to paint. I was like, oh, I, I want to take a screen grab and just paint this because it was just fucking so good. Mm. Um, and obviously, it's got like a deep meaning. Obviously, if you were to like delve into it, um, obviously, like, you know, it's kind of like the elephant in the room vibe. Mm. Where the father is, like, ignoring this, like, boogeyman that's, like, coming for his children. He's not a very present father. Because he's not very present. He doesn't believe them. He's, like, shoving his feelings behind. Um, and the boogeyman, obviously, is kind of, like, low-key representing, like, mourning and grief. Um, until eventually he, like, you know, it comes for him because it's, like, you know, he's just bottled up so much. And as a family, they have to overcome it together mm. um, and address the boogeyman in the room. Sorry, in the closet. <laughs> Level school? I think it's oh level school, let me see. Mm. On a good day four. On a good day four. Out of five. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. On a good day. Okay. Um if I'm so in the mood for it, I would say it's a good four. Okay. If you, if like it's your type of horror, then like you can like it. Yeah. My overall thoughts. Okay. I I as much as I liked the film, I wasn't as fond of it as you were. I think uh-huh. it was very well made. Um, but I found the story pretty mediocre. Like, the character decisions really pissed me off, and I understand that's, like, a thing with horror movies. But what gets to me is the, like, why are you hanging out with people who don't like you type thing. But teenagers can be shitty. I understand yeah. that. And the fact is is that I was more interested in Sawyer's storyline because you don't get that many horror movies about young children and grief, like, put together. I don't think, anyway. Um... So I was more interested in that because of also her glowing ball. It was really cool. <laughs> it 
was more, it was more visually interesting even though the rest of the film is also really good looking i was more interested in like scenes like like that because the camera angles were more creative with that one mm-hmm. um so that's why I, I wasn't really as fond of it uh some tense scenes i thought was pretty good uh, the acting was pretty good i liked the editing as well i thought it was good that they didn't show the monster too much and also, this is a really stupid thing, but I like that they only ever said the boogeyman once in the whole film. And it was like, oh, my children called it the boogeyman, was the crazy crack lady who said it. Yeah. Um, and that's the only time it's ever mentioned like in the film. And so they usually call it the thing or they don't even like mention it by name or anything like that. So I think that really helped by like helped sell it. Yeah. It did, and it didn't attach it to a greater law. I mean, it did like, yeah. you know, the boogeyman crack house lady. Yeah. Was, um, you know, she had some ideas that, like, oh, this thing's been around for a long time, whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't attach itself to this big folklore, so it doesn't have to do all of that work, which was nice. It just mm-hmm. felt like this is its, like, own thing, and this is just a word yeah. that they've given. Even though, yes, it was a ta- it was um, an adaptation of a short story by Stephen King. And he actually really liked the film. But he's been a lot more, like, forgiving of, of his uh, adaptations as of recently. Yeah. Uh, like, he wasn't in the beginning, and now he is. Um, so yeah, I thought I think I give it like a three point five, okay. maybe a th- a three on a bad day, but like a three point five. Well, see, I said like a four on a good day. Yeah, that's like a about yeah. an average score. Like if I was really in the mood for it, I just think I will say like it's not the most interesting plot. Like it's not like it's just, it's it's just like a monster that's trying to get you until it gets you. That that's really it. And the monsters are very light. Like it's nothing really unique or special or new. But just visually and just the way that it's shown to you, I just think was just so fun and interesting. Yeah. It, it was, does that, you know? It was definitely the more creative one. I think it was handled in the same way like a lot of other films, like a lot of other mainstream horror was handled, I wouldn't like it. Fair. If it was if it was handled like The Conjuring or Insidious, I wouldn't like it. But I like it more because it's handled in a way that's fun and interesting. Yeah. Um, would I recommend the film? Yes, if you like Stephen King adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess if you're a fan of like A24 stuff, but you don't want all of the like subtext all the time, but you like the tone of it, mm-hmm. I would do that. And also watch The Babadook if you haven't seen it. Babadook is good. It's also about grief. Well, okay, I want to ask one last fun question. You haven't said if you would recommend it. I, th- I give it a four on a good day. Is that not a yes? Okay. I would recommend it. I'd recommend it to anyone, especially if you like like creature horror where it's like very like ominous very like um impending doom vibes i think you really like especially if you really appreciate like good lighting Mm. i know some people might disagree but i just i I think it's fun because i like when it's it's just visually fun even if some people poke holes in it yeah but um but yeah one last fun question what do you think could have been done to prevent the entire film from happening um, well, first of all, if uh, Boogeyman killed my wife and kids, or sorry, my kids, and then my wife got crazy, I probably wouldn't give it to another family that's just suffered a loss, especially because he knows it attacks vulnerable people. What a kind. Lester's a little bitch. Try to kill that, try to kill Sawyer? Literally, like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, Sawyer could take him, it's fine. <laughs> she could. Um, I have a question. She's a little gangster. Yeah, what would you do? But also, I have a question after this. Ooh. Okay. Um, to prevent the entire thing from happening. Yeah. Um, wouldn't drink and drive. Drink and drive. Drink and don't drink and drive. Or drink yeah, and drive. I wouldn't. I wouldn't drink and drive. Okay. We don't even know if she was a drunk driver, but there you go. Don't drink and drive, kids. <laughs> no. Um, I just wouldn't have died if I was her. Personally. Okay. Um, my question is. I know you said one last question, but I'm gonna be a bitch anyway. Come on. We've had so this is our second episode, and our yeah. first episode we had the gorgeous Marcela as the villain. Yeah. And um, who would you think would win in a fight, Marcela or the Boogeyman? Marcela or the Boogeyman? Oh, the Boogeyman. Really? Yeah. Mm. She's cool. And she's got some interesting spooky powers, but like, it would just like tear her to shreds. I feel. I don't think she has super strength. Mm. Interesting. I don't think he would go after Marcela, and I think that, I think that if there was in like a cage or like a battle royale type thing, if there were lights everywhere, he'd be fucked. So it really but depends. What on if the there wasn't? If there wasn't, but what if she can she can shapeshift, can't she? Or oh, I don't know if it's shown in the movie. I've forgotten from last time. It's been so long. Sorry. Sorry. 
I don't know. Maybe we'll just leave it out for people watching. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would win? Who? Who do you who do you think would win? Who? 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 You sound like an owl. Who? Thanks for watching. <laughs> Thank you for watching. It's been another fun episode. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And please join us again for whatever next episode we yes. release. Yes. Um, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. Can you find us on Spotify? You can find us on the Apple Podcast app. Oh, Apple Podcast. There you go. And... We'll see if there's anywhere else. Check our Instagram to find out. Check our Instagram for <laughs> updates. Um, yeah, thank you. Happy Halloween.